0: Hey everybody, it's Jefferson Graham. You are listening to the audio companion to the Photo Walks series. We're now doing season two on YouTube, youtube.com slash Photo Walks TV. And you know, I do a bunch of interviews uh, when when I'm out on a shoot. Talking about travel photography and talking about what it's like to live in a place and generally don't get to run all of the sound bites in the video. So, I want to introduce you to three great people that I recently met in Savannah, Georgia. We're going to talk to Shannon Lowry, who actually works at uh, Visit Savannah and makes some fun videos about the area, knows a lot. We're going to meet Karen Carr, who is an outgoing real estate agent who specializes in the Georgia Coast, and she makes a lot of great videos about Savannah. She's a lot of fun. And then we're going to go visit Howard Paul, who is the president and CEO of Benedetto Guitars. They are known for making high-end beautiful jazz guitars i'm an owner and um howard shows us around and talks to us about why they make guitars in savannah let's begin with shannon shannon lowry from visit savannah Mm -hmm. who's been nice enough to visit with us here at forsyth park the the iconic place Mm -hmm. in savannah right
1: Yep. this is this is the magic spot forsyth park has been around for um a couple hundred years actually it's It's been here since the mid-1800s. There's a lot of historic buildings around the park, um, but the park itself has been preserved as a green space. Um, Obviously, they've made updates to it through the years and everything like that, but there is a huge effort to maintain this as a green space in the historic district of Savannah. Um, So it's a really great place that locals come, and take walks and walk dogs and ride bikes and play sports and go to concerts and do a little bit of everything.
0: And go rollerblading and do some really good rollerblading. Yeah, I've yeah. I've seen them over there. Yeah, yeah. And paint, people are painting here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, so the SCAD Sidewalk Arts Festival is here every May, um, which is a really fantastic way for the students to do kind of a new medium. And they do these amazing, elaborate um, sidewalk chalk drawings. Um, and then they rate them and score them, and they have winners, and there's different brackets and groups and stuff like that. So.
0: Okay. Yeah. One. Is, okay. So the fountain. Is there a reason this fountain is so iconic? It's very European, right?
1: Um, the fountain actually was ordered out of a catalog, so there are other fountains just like this. Um, I believe there's one in Peru, and uh, there's another. There's another one I think in Paris that's very similar. Um, so it's actually not as unique as we would like to say, um, but it's still really beautiful. It's, it's not quite the centerpiece of the park. It's a little bit situated north of the actual center of the park. Um, but it's certainly the visual focal point of the park.
0: So basically they ordered it on Amazon and got two-day shipping.
1: Pretty much, like in, I forget when it came here, I think it was the late 1800s. Um, so it probably wasn't two-day shipping back then, but pretty but close. But
0: it, it was shipped. It yeah. came on a ship, right? I
1: probably, yeah. I, I doubt it was on. wouldn't have been on airplanes. Right.
0: That's so, yeah. a riot. Yeah. Now, the
1: bird girl statue? Yeah. With the, Uh-huh. Oh, that's in the Telfair Museum. That was in Bonaventure Cemetery, which is about... 10 minute drive east of here um, and the the bird girl statue I actually had the privilege of interviewing John Barrett the author of the book uh, about a week ago um, for our podcast that's coming out which we're really excited about I
0: forgot to mention you also have a podcast <laughs> yeah what's it called
1: it's called Savannah Georgia anything but ordinary hmm but he was able to explain to me how they found that shot for the cover of the book which they then of course Clint Eastwood use that as the final shot in the, in the in the movie as well. That, um, that happened to be the, a local photographer here in Savannah that was commissioned to go and shoot the cover of the book. And he had gone out and it was kind of the end of his first day and he was in Bonaventure Cemetery and he happened to capture that just at the very end of the day during golden hour. And they were able to have that be this really incredible iconic image on the book. Um, and so the statue itself ended up getting so many people who love the book and the movie getting so many visitors to the statue that the family decided to move it and they donated it to, at one point, I think it was in the Savannah History Museum and now it's in the Telfair Museum and people can visit it there.
0: And it's called the Telfair Museum?
1: That's the museum, yep, the Telfair Academy is, is the official name of the Telfair Museum that it's in. It's the Classical Art Museum here in Savannah. Um, it also is actually the first art museum in America started by a woman and the first, museum in the, first art museum in the South.
0: The great thing about hosting a podcast is you know these things
1: (laughs) well i knew these things long before we started the podcast but it's part of part of the job at visit savannah is having to know a lot about the city
0: how many how often do you do the episodes
1: um we're releasing about an episode every month right now
0: what would Mm -hmm. you pick for your three five top photo spots in savannah
1: top photo spots in savannah i mean obviously forsyth park is one of them Mm -hmm. um bonaventure cemetery is Huge. Everybody, I mean, with the bird girl statue and everything, there's really not many cemeteries in America that look like Bonaventure Cemetery. So that's definitely the second spot. And then my personal favorite is Hutchinson Island. I think that it gives you a really unique perspective of River Street by being across the river. Um,
0: we're going to go there tonight to shoot the skyline. That's, okay. That's the best place. Yeah. Right? That's you you I just drive over to the Hyatt and park and look across.
1: Yeah. Um, it's the Weston over Westin, there. Westin. Yeah. Westin. You can drive over there and park, but personally, I like to take the, the ferry across the river cause it's free and okay. it's a really nice way to kind of get on the, get on a boat and cross the river and do something a little more fun than just driving across the bridge. Okay,
0: And they'll, they'll still operate at seven and eight.
1: they operate actually i think from 7 a.m to midnight and it runs every 20 minutes
0: okay Mm -hmm. so free all right so for the fountain here a lot Mm -hmm. of people like to take this picture do Mm -hmm. you have a favorite spot to to photograph this fountain
1: um i think that from the west side of the park shooting east is my personal favorite angle Um, and i think being here in the morning is the best time Uh,
0: (laughs) what's it like to live here
1: Amazing, it's awesome. I love it, um, it's home. Are you it's, born and bred? No, I'm originally from the Pittsburgh area, um, but I've lived in Savannah for about seven, seven years now. Um, I mean, it's, it's felt like home ever since I moved here, and I've always identified it as home since, since I've lived here. I, I hate leaving, I, I, you know, anytime I would go back to Pennsylvania and visit family for holidays and stuff like that, I'm so excited to come back to Savannah. It really feels more like home, I think, than a lot of other cities that I've lived or been to.
0: And why?
1: Because the amazing people here, like I said, I mean, it's just the perfect size. There's things to do. You're never bored. There's such a, an amazing um, richness to the city because of the historic aspect of it. It's been so well preserved and so well maintained, the architecture, all of that, the city layout. Um, and the big thing too about Savannah that I find so interesting is is the urban design of it, which had originally was done for strategic defense purposes, with the squares and kind of you know having every neighborhood able to kind of defend itself if there was some kind of an invader coming from the south um, into the city. And now that layout lends itself to a really incredible urban design that that it's literally designed for user experience. You know you you're meant to fall in love with it because there are these green spaces all over and it makes it walkable and it makes traffic a little bit less daunting and, and all of those things. So it's an amazing pedestrian city. And uh, because of that, you have amazing people who live here and enjoy it. And they, they value the community that they live in. They take care of the city. I think there's a really strong sense of pride in Savannah, of, of local Savannians and how people feel. And that's just something that permeates the whole city. And, and that's why I love it.
0: Now I've done photo walk episodes mm-hmm. many places mm-hmm. and there's always driving. You always have to Yeah, yeah. you can walk down the street but the you're gonna have to get in the car. Yeah. Like but here it's photo walk with a capital P.
1: Yeah. Yeah
0: you start down at the river, Bull Street, walk up and mm-hmm. just explore the side streets yeah. and have a ball.
1: Yeah, it's I always tell people, you know, we get a lot of questions if it's a Savannah about what's the best way to get around and I always say like just walk. Just get on two feet like you want to go as slow as possible and Savannah. like the last thing you want to do is get in a vehicle if it, you want to stroll and if you're not going to stroll you can walk faster if you're not going to do that maybe get on a bike if you're not going to do that maybe you know get in like a slow moving vehicle like a trolley or something like that and then the absolute last way that you want to see the city is from a car because it's too fast you can't take everything in as yeah. you're going but
0: well, you do have to drive to the cemetery you can't walk there?
1: You can ride a. B- I've ridden a bike over oh, there. Yeah? yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's not, it, it's an experienced rider ride, but it wouldn't, it's not impossible. Uh, and you could walk. I mean, it's about four or five miles. So it depends how active you're feeling that day.
0: Okay. Uh, Leopold's mm-hmm. that has a very special ice cream parlor. Yeah. Why, why is that?
1: Um, so Stratton, the Leo- well, Leopold's has been here for over a hundred years. It's one of the oldest businesses in Savannah. Um, and Stratton Leopold, um, in his, amazing career and life adventures. He was also a movie producer at one time so um, there's this really awesome history of movies that he's been involved in um, that they have on display in Leopold's um, and then it's just it's such an iconic like old-school ice cream parlor experience. You really feel like you step back in time there um, and the service is always amazing. Their team is really great over there.
0: But what is it about the ice cream? There's always a line because?
1: People just love it. It's handmade. I mean people love the hand-dipped ice cream and that it's homemade and everything like that. Yeah.
0: Okay, and the buildings, uh, no other city, Bainhead doesn't look like this, Augusta doesn't mm-hmm. look like this, Atlanta doesn't look like this. Right. Tampa doesn't look like this. Yeah. What is it about this place that got these kind of buildings?
1: Well, most of Georgia was burned by Sherman. So Savannah's one of the only cities in Georgia that you know has actual historic buildings that have survived the Civil War. Um, so that's part of it. I mean, Atlanta's never gonna look like here because it's all new construction. Um, most of the buildings here, did fall into disrepair um, mid mid 20th century you know I think the historic preservation movement started in, officially in 1954 uh, I, I believe it was right around in that time um, but a lot of the buildings fell into disrepair but there was a huge effort to instead of Demolishing them and reconstructing to repair what was already here, and kind of working from the foundations that we had. But did
0: Atlanta look like this before the Civil War?
1: I don't know. I didn't a- live there. A- a- <laughs> I don't know. I don't, know. Yeah. Uh, I don't go that far north. Uh-huh. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would assume everything probably looks pretty similar to here. It's pretty standard architecture for the time period. Um, but Savannah certainly, because of the port being here, um, attracted a lot of money, a lot of merchants, a lot of um, you know popular. Businessmen and things like that. So we had architects here like William J. and other people who who you know Were accommodating the customers that lived in Savannah So we're lucky enough that you know, we had these really n- notable people who were building these amazing historic homes And now they're still here um, So other cities like a Macon or you know other places that are more you know landlocked or inbound or just weren't such um, Didn't have the turnover of the port that helped us here with business and the economy and everything, they probably don't have the same um, luster that we have here with our architecture.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you for sitting down and talking to us. We also spoke to Shannon's Visit Savannah colleague, Brittany Howard.
2: Um, I've been visiting since I was 10 and um, my mom um, wanted to officially retire here for years now. And so when I got the job of Visit Savannah, she took that as her opportunity to go ahead and just do it, yep but it's been great living here, yeah.
0: Where were you before?
2: Uh, I was in Mississippi.
0: So yeah. how's it different here?
2: Um, for one thing, I was from a very small town. It wasn't as much to do. It's always something to do here. Even when you don't want, want to do anything, it's always somewhere to go, someplace to walk. Um, it wasn't like that back home. Um, it was very rural, a lot of um, cotton fields, that kind of thing, yeah.
0: Okay, uh, to somebody who hasn't been here before, what, why would you say they should come visit? What, what what, what's here for them?
2: Um, I would say opportunity, for sure. Um, it's very artistic, and um, it's always, um, I guess, just something to do for for everybody. Um, it doesn't have to be art. It doesn't have to be food or, or anything like that. Sometimes it's just about just walking around um, and seeing the sights, um, learning so, about so the history. So take a
0: weekend, come here, yeah. take a walk around?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's plenty of things that you can pack into a weekend. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's what we would do a lot when we would come and visit. It would be a long weekend or it'd be a week, sometimes two weeks when we knew we wanted to take our time, but, um, but yeah, you could definitely pack in a weekend. Yeah.
0: So next we're going to talk to Karen Carr. She is the real estate agent in Savannah, Georgia coast homes. We met in downtown, walked up Broughton street, chose a little noodle restaurant because she really loves noodles uh, to sit down and chat. And of course it was great for me because for the video, we sat against a wall and we could photograph without anybody getting mad at us. I think that Karen's story of how she built this YouTube channel and got this massive following from little real estate videos is really interesting. So stay tuned and check out our conversation. Karen, I understand you know a little bit about Savannah.
3: I do, I've been here, gosh, how long have I been here? Moved here in 2013 now.
0: Describe Savannah to the folks out there who've never been here.
3: It's a beachy town with a very laid back vibe. It's kind of artsy because we have SCAD here, which is the Savannah College of Art and Design. It's historic, it's spooky, it's kind of like New Orleans, how it's got that haunted vibe to it. Tons of seafood affordable, it's just, it's a great place. I've lived all over the country, and this is probably the favorite place I've ever been.
0: Okay, so the pro would be picturesque, Picturesque. amazing, visually, the con would be the humidity.
3: Yes, as we've been walking around, I keep going, oh my goodness, it is so hot, and it's the end of September. (laughs) The humidity is definitely no joke. You do start to get used to it after a while, but even so, it's still pretty darn warm
0: okay uh and you just but they do have air conditioning and that saves it
3: we have air conditioning we were gonna eat
0: outside but we chose to eat inside. we
3: did we did right and lots of neighborhoods have pools lots of people have pool in their backyard and of course we have the ocean so i always say if you can tolerate the humidity over the summer the rest of the year is beautiful
0: well you lived in atlanta before coming here and you chose to make the trek it's an interesting place because it's rather isolated compared to a big city like Atlanta, mm-hmm. which has the world's largest airport, right? Right. Or at least the United States largest airport. Yeah. Um, but uh, you're far away. So what made, what made you decide, i to go down there, even though I can't get around this easily?
3: Well, my husband was transferred to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we said, all right, let's give it a shot and see what we think. I liked that there's lots to do there. You've got mountains, which is great. I, I miss the ocean. I really miss the ocean. I've been landlocked for a very long time, a major portion of my life, and I just love being by the ocean. So when they said, can we transfer you back to the Savannah area? We're like, yes please. And I love it because of the seafood that's here. We don't really get that in Atlanta. Even though it's the same state and it's not that far away, you just don't have the same thing. Whereas here, I can be driving home, there'll be a guy set up on the side of the road with oysters that he caught that morning. That'll be, I don't know, a dollar a piece or something ridiculous. You just get a bag of oysters, you can get two or three pounds of shrimp that they caught that day and come home and say, hey honey, guess what we're having for dinner tonight? And it was the same price as if you'd gone to Applebee's with the family. It's crazy that we have this plethora of seafood anytime we want it, freshly caught, usually within the last 24 hours. It's amazing.
0: Describe the historic homes.
3: Oh, some of these homes are amazing. They are, I think the oldest home in Savannah is around 300 years old. The majority of the houses in the historic district are at least 100 to 120 years old. Um, They're the tall and skinny kind. They have beautiful ornate woodwork in there, like the the mantle around the fireplace is to die for. The ceiling medallions around the, the chandeliers are great. But with a house that age comes a whole lot of upkeep, and do you want to have to replace all of the electricity and all of the plumbing and the roof and all of that kind of stuff. Well, so, we
0: like coming here and taking pictures of them. That
3: is right. Uh, but it, on
0: a shopping expedition, what is one of those homes going for?
3: Uh, it depends on where exactly, but I would say probably, Three, four, five hundred for a regular house and then of course you can go well above a million to get one that's but just the like historic a historic district.
0: Historic district would be the million dollar.
3: Yeah, probably yeah. so.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, but if you live there one, one night you would take it. <laughs> right?
3: They are amazing. They're gorgeous, yeah.
0: Okay, spooky. I see that put in yeah. a lot of the brochures. What's that all about?
3: They say that Savannah is the most haunted city in the world, or sorry, in the United States should i start over again so they say that savannah is the most haunted city in the u.s i always thought that new orleans would be but apparently savannah is even more so and if you take any of the tours around town you learn why i guess back when they had the yellow fever epidemic people were dying left and right and they didn't know what to do with them because it was during the summer when it was really hot and humid and they didn't have anywhere to store these bodies so they just bury them under the streets. so the entire downtown savannah area is apparently built on top of mass graves which makes it kind of spooky and anybody who really believes in that stuff will tell you all kinds of ghost sighting stories that they've seen well the um,
0: cbs that you mentioned is on yeah. top of many dead bodies yeah.
3: right? it's across the street across from the, the street. square where they are yes
0: mm-hmm. talk about the squares I think
3: there's 22 if I remember correctly it's it's kind of a nuisance when you're driving only because you're driving along and then you have to go around the square and it's a one-way only but they sure are beautiful and it's an interesting way to break up this downtown area with lots of green space you know you get grass and you have trees yeah yeah it's it's very different from like I've lived in a lot of cities and, and Savannah is very, very different architecturally from you most You think it's different from Salt Lake City? Very much so. You think so? Yeah. Right? yeah.
0: I think I would agree with you.
3: Yeah. I mean, Salt Lake is so much newer.
0: And Napa. Very different yes, from Napa. Yes.
3: Different from Napa, <laughs> Napa too.
0: Mm-hmm. But this is your favorite place you've ever lived.
3: I think it is. Yeah. I want
0: to hear all about your YouTube channel. First okay. of all, what's it called?
3: It's called Georgia Coast Homes.
0: Georgia Coast Homes. How many videos do you have up?
3: Oh my gosh it's probably around 300 right now
0: 300 videos Mm -hmm. you've done 300 videos on Savannah in Atlanta yeah Uh uh-huh and different ways to slice and dice why you should come visit Savannah I know you've also done one on how to edit video Mm -hmm. on iMovie and what else have you done 300 in your 300 repertoire
3: It was funny, when I started the channel, it was after I had recently moved here. I'd been in real estate for a long time, but I was new to the area and nobody knew me. So I was thinking, okay, how am I gonna get people to know that I'm here and I'm available to help them buy and sell houses? So I started the YouTube channel, just talking about things you need to know about Savannah, what's it like to live here? If you're being transferred here for a job and you've never been here before, what's it like? Where should you live? And and it was stuff like that, and the channel just, really started to explode after about six months. Then I got to the point where I had so many clients that were finding me on YouTube that I couldn't handle it all myself, and I had to form a team. So now we're a team of seven, seven licensed agents. We cover Hilton Head, at Savannah. We have one person in Atlanta and one person in Augusta, Georgia. So we're trying to just cover this whole little area and helping people that are relocating to the area that just don't know much about it. Then I started getting tons of phone calls from other real estate agents saying is this working for you? Like you keep doing it. It must be successful. Will you teach me how? So now I'm really a real estate coach and I teach other real estate agents how to have a YouTube channel that brings them business. So on that channel, yes, I do more tutorials about gear and and talking head versus vlog style and how do you have a great call to action at the end and it's more of the logistics of having a success, successful YouTube so channel. So,
0: How many total views do you have right now?
3: Uh, I have over a million on the agent channel and I think I have about 800,000 on the Georgia Coast Homes okay, channel. Okay, so two
0: million. Yeah, right, pretty close. Million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. subscribers?
3: I have 12,000 subscribers Very on good. the Georgia Coast mm-hmm. Homes and about 11,000 on the agent channel.
0: And how often do you do new videos?
3: On the agent channel, I just do one a week. Yeah. On the Georgia Coast Homes channel, because we have so many agents now and we are all making videos for that channel, we're up to two, sometimes even three a week.
0: And a lot of that is showing off new homes?
3: Not really. No? Not Honestly, new, no. New, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah,
3: I mean, when we have a listing for sale, we definitely do a video about it. We show off the house. But those are the least viewed videos on the channel. The
0: most viewed is what?
3: Most viewed is uh, the pros and cons of living in Samana.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, with the vagaries of YouTube, is weird. Let's see, what's my most viewed? It was Pismo Beach. I think it's Pismo Beach or Riverside.
3: Okay.
0: Two places that people don't go to a lot.
3: Yeah, Riverside. That surprises me.
0: Very surprising.
3: I would think it'd but, be a much more well-known, right? L.A. touristy area. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Things like that. Yeah. But it's one of those places that the algorithm yeah. found it. Ah. You know.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now. Do you have set days and times for yes. the new video? Okay, what are the times?
3: So on the George Coast Homes channel, and this is so funny because Monday morning at 9 a.m., probably the worst time to publish because people are just getting to work. They're sitting down at their desk. I hope they're not just watching YouTube videos, but back in the day, that was the day and time that I chose, and so I've just stuck with it ever since. And then the second video drops on Thursday morning, same time. Uh, on my agent's channel, it is Friday afternoons at 3. Oh,
0: three yeah. o'clock, okay. Just because
3: it's kind of the end of the work week, mm-hmm. agents are starting to wind down, they have a little bit more free time because usually they're just running around with their head cut off all day. And so I figured Friday and then that kind of rolls into Saturday morning. They wake up on Saturday morning, have a cup of coffee, watch the latest video.
0: I'm thinking this Thursday, 5 o'clock, what do you think?
3: Thursday 5 o'clock, works for me. <laughs>
0: it's a weekend sort of thing, it Rolls you <laughs> into the weekend. There you go. But my five is your eight.
3: That's true. Yeah. That is true. So
0: maybe I should run it in the afternoon.
3: It's okay. You can drop yeah. it whenever okay. you like.
0: Do you do premieres? Okay. Do you go on there and talk?
3: You know, I haven't really tried premieres yet. I figured I needed a larger following in order yeah. to do that, and I just, I never have.
0: Yeah, and do you do um, the live streams?
3: not so much on the georgia coast homes channel we've done three or four and i think the most people we ever had watch live was like 30. (laughs) we get a lot more views on the replay than on the live however on the agent channel i do a lot of promotion that i'm going to teach you all about whatever it is Um, i email it out to my database i post in my facebook group and those are usually much better attended so i do do quite a few of those on that channel
0: okay i think i should back up and remind everybody that you are a, a, a trained opera singer <laughs> who wanted to be on Broadway yes, and fell into real estate yes, and has lived in New York, Connecticut, Salt Lake City, Napa, California, and Savannah. Did I get that all right?
3: And Pennsylvania, and Michigan, and South Carolina. Okay. <laughs> but
0: has chosen Savannah as her favorite. Yeah. And I say the word Savannah to you and what comes to your mind. The ocean. The ocean.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think the homes. Yeah. I think the historic homes. They're beautiful. And the fountains.
3: The, and the, the, the cobblestone I mean, street. Let,
0: let's go through the photo highlights. Give me yeah. five.
3: Five photo the highlights. Places to visit to take photos of. Yeah. Okay. One's got to be Wormslow Plantation. It's a very famous shot of this long driveway where the trees grow up and over, and it makes a tunnel. Stunning everybody's got to see that Uh, the fountain of Forsyth Park too bad. You're not here over uh, St. Patrick's Day because they put green food coloring in it, and then it's green beautiful. You see it on all the postcards absolutely Um, River Street would be my third they've got it, it so it's a street right along the river We've got giant cargo container ships coming down. We've got the big bridge that leads over to South Carolina um, those are the oldest buildings in town. So if you go across the river and look back at the skyline, you're looking at buildings that are and 300 years old. How do I get old. across the river? There's a free ferry that goes oh, across. Good. Yep, okay. there's a little ferry that goes about so every 20 that's minutes. that's my
0: activity tomorrow night at 730, there right? There you go. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Take the ferry across okay, to so Hutchinson that, Island. That's four. And okay. then you can get the whole skyline, you know, at the golden yeah, an hour. Right. And the lighting would be so right. beautiful. That would be nice.
0: Yeah. Oh, Number five is what?
3: Well. <laughs> oh, let's see the lighthouse out at Tybee Island. So uh, if you go out to the ocean, there's a big, long pier that sticks out into the water. There's a lighthouse. It's okay. very scenic. So if I drive
0: here. there tomorrow morning, bright and early- That'd be beautiful. it will take me a half hour? Uh,
3: not even. Not even, yeah. okay.
0: So before, uh, now, first of all, we're at a, at a noodle restaurant. We are. We chose this noodle restaurant because you're a noodle freak. You <laughs> love noodles. <laughs> I am, And as uh, are you, apparently. It, it, yes, and it was very welcoming and they let us sit here. And talk, which is fantastic. We're gonna go to the world's famous ice cream parlor.
3: Leopold's. Yeah, yes. Tell everybody about that. Uh, it's it is the ice cream spot in Savannah. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the oldest. Handmade, amazing flavors. Like when you come to Savannah you kind of have okay, to go to Leopold's. So we'll go
0: there. But before we do, anything you'd like to ask me? Mm. I've stumped her.
3: So, how did you stumble upon the gear setup that you're using now? Because you're a professional photographer. You could use a lot more high end, fancy stuff. That's right. And yet you're using stuff that I use. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm looking at your setup and it's very similar to what I use, and I am not a pro photographer. So, how did you decide that this was the best setup for you? Because
0: this show is aimed at the masses, and I don't want anybody to feel they have to go out and spend thousands of dollars worth of gear when they've got an amazing camera in their pocket. I love so that. i want to prove that everything they're doing i you know, everything i do you can do really easily the only expensive expensive thing i have are microphones okay. so three hundred dollars for the mics
3: and and i always tell people that people that are watching videos they're much more forgiving of not so great video quality but, but not they're audio. not a bad audio right, right. so and,
0: yeah but and I, 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 a little tripod helps too yes. so right now we're, we're on a tripod which is a tabletop tripod yeah, it I think it sells for fifteen dollars, and then I have a little extension pole that's like twenty bucks. And then enough. I have the iPhone holder, which is another twenty dollars.
3: Okay. Yeah. Not bad at all.
0: Yeah. And you can hand hold it for a few minutes, but mm-hmm. not for the extended period that you should do it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. okay. Interesting. So
0: that's my answer. All right. Is it a good answer? That's a
3: good answer. I like all
0: it. Right. Is it time for some amazing ice
3: cream? I think it's time for it. What's your
0: flavor gonna be today,
3: do you think? Praline.
0: Praline. Yes. Okay.
3: Pralines in Savannah are also kind of a thing. So, they're so good. I saw, they had
0: Stuckey's pralines at the Thunderbird. Did you see?
3: I saw them hanging behind the desk, yeah.
0: For somebody who's lived as many places as you, you must remember Stuckey's at the side of the road.
3: It's been a long time, but yes. I know.
0: All right. Now finally, we're headed over to Benedetto Guitars. They are known as one of the premier jazz guitar makers in the world. Fine guitars start at five thousand, go all the way up to twenty and twenty-five thousand um, dollars. I happen to own one; they custom-made one for me, and I obviously I love their stuff, and I also love Howard Paul, who is the president and CEO of the company, and one of the great guitar players. So, before you listen to Howard telling you all about Savannah and why this premier guitar company is based in Savannah check out a little blues tune that we recorded together. Alrighty, great. Now keep the guitar in your hand. Okay. Because I'm going to ask you a few questions. Sure. We're still recording. Let's begin with high end jazz guitar manufacturer in Savannah, Georgia. Put those two together. How does that happen? Because um, this is not exactly the market, if you think of Savannah, this would be not the primary market for high end jazz guitars. True. Would it be?
4: Yeah, no, it would not be. Although we do sell a few in town, shockingly. Yeah. Um, I think you can build these instruments anywhere you can attract great builders, and the wood is not coming from anywhere locally anyway. Um, I was uh, living here because I was assigned here in the military, met my wife, decided to stay and settle here, and uh, during that time period I met Bob Benedetto, started playing his guitars, became a sort of a, a minor Benedetto artist of his. And then in 2006, he asked me if I would be his business partner. And uh, my wife said, sure you will, but you're not leaving Savannah. (laughs) so that's why we're we're here in Savannah, because uh, this is a great place to live. I convinced Bob that it was a great place to live. And uh, we've convinced all these really talented people. At the time, he lived in New York? Now, at the time, Bob uh, had just moved from East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, back to... uh, Florida where he now lives he moved to Tampa uh, area and um, the guitars at that point were being made under license by Fender at their custom shop in Corona, California Mm -hmm. So Bob was living in Tampa and flying to Corona, California one week a month to supervise manufacturing all by hand and uh, It was a marriage that was just destined uh, not to last and so about six years into that marriage uh, Bob approached me and we were good friends at that point and I was a customer of his and he said what do you think about uh, helping me take back the brand and building our own company together and, and then I you said "Fine, as, I long said, as, it's as, here. as long as it's here and actually I gave him an option to pick a couple of different cities he really wanted to be in Nashville so I did an economic development tour in Nashville, Birmingham, Atlanta, and Savannah, across that southern tier, um, and I kind of stacked the economic development deck when we arrived in Savannah, and we wined and dined Bob, and by the time we finished lunch, he said, oh, this is such a wonderful place, this is where I want the factory.
0: Now, why did your wife want Savannah? You know, Why, why did you stay in Savannah? So badly? She's
4: an attorney. Um, she is the first and still only female partner in the history of a 120-year-old law firm, and she did not want to have to start that process again. Okay. So she wasn't going to take a bar exam somewhere else and, and pick up and move. What is it about Savannah that you love? Um, I love everything about this town. It is a... It has the cultural um, diversity and charm of a big city with a major art school, lovely museums, a, a pretty thriving music scene, uh, but there are only you know, maybe 160,000 people, and so I know all of them. Mm. I know the mayor, I know the last three or four mayors. I know the bankers and the city councilmen and the, and the architects and the musicians and the club owners, and, and so it's a, it's a small enough town to get really involved in the community, but it's got a very cosmopolitan feel for a little town in the deep south,
0: yet I love everything you said about it. But it's far away; it's not easy to get to other places, and it gets really hot in the summer.
4: Yeah, it's so it's it's really easy to get to other places because it's a small, very accessible airport. Okay. Um, so you just flew
0: to Napa last so week. I just flew to Napa. So I flew. How many planes did it take you to get to Napa? Uh,
4: on the way out there, it took two flights. You have to fly through Atlanta to get just about anywhere, but. I had a 5.30 a.m. flight, and uh, I woke up at 4 o'clock, and I left my house at 4.35, and I got to the airport, got through security, and was waiting in line to, to get on a plane before they boarded the first seat. So you can't do that in any other major market. It's two hours at least, if you live in Atlanta, to get to the airport in Atlanta and get on air. Um, so,
0: as long as you can connect to Atlanta, you can get anywhere. As long
4: as you can connect to, to Atlanta, you can get anywhere, and, um, and it's right on the ocean, so there's a, you know, there's a lovely boating community and life here. The, it's a, the entire downtown is a historic preservation area, so it feels a little bit like living in Europe. It's got a fabulous food scene that's growing. Um, it's got an, the largest art school, certainly in the country, maybe in the world, with about six or seven thousand art students. So there are galleries and restored buildings and, and uh, artists kind of everywhere. And it's got, it's got the third largest container port in the United States. So it's got a thriving economy. And it's got uh, industries like Gulfstream jets are built here. and mm. JCB uh, heavy equipment is built here. So the, it's not... It's, it's a very tourist-driven scene, but it's not a tourist economy. Um, it's a very art-driven scene, um, but it's not an enormous city with, you know, major competition for art galleries and museums. And it's a, um, it's a thriving music scene, but there are no music schools here, so the professional musicians aren't competing uh, I think you have more live jazz here than you have in LA. Yeah, maybe so. Um,
0: when I, and I say here being Hilton Head right, as well,
4: right? and it's and and nothing is more than you know in, in downtown Savannah. Nothing's more than twenty minutes away.
0: Do you ever go up to Atlanta to do gigs?
4: Uh, very rarely, because um, there aren't a lot of gigs in Atlanta, and uh, and there's a lot of competition in Atlanta for the gigs that are available. So every now and then I'll go up there and do mm-hmm. something. But, but I do I travel to New York to do gigs a couple times a year. I'm in. Northern California ten times a year, I'm in Southern California a couple times a year, and I'll go to other cities to uh, to lecture. I do a lecture on the history and architecture of jazz guitar. I'll do uh, recitals with faculty. We'll play at jazz clubs and concert halls. So I travel quite a bit to play, but uh, when I'm not traveling, I'm working four nights a week here, which is pretty amazing. And it's not New York gigs. It's not $50 for a gig and $65 for parking, they're they're pretty good paying gigs, and the uh, the places that we play treat the musicians really well because there are so few of us and mm-hmm. and uh, we're pretty well behaved I think, and uh, the audiences really uh, seem to engage. So it's a lot going on here. How many guitarists come out of the shop? About a hundred a year. Hundred a year. Yeah, maybe I'm mm-hmm. I'm working up to. Uh, 120, but I'm a little short of help right now. And jazz guitars are still selling. They're still selling, yeah. And right now, if you ordered one, it would take 10 to 12 months to get it.
0: Back to Savannah. Um, photo ops, man. Yeah. What do you think the best, uh, wh- wh- where would you recommend folks, uh, what are your top spots? Well, because well, I've been doing the greatest hits.
4: Yeah, while I mean, I was here. one of the things I really like about Savannah is I, I, I love heavy industry in historic settings, and so um, you have this beautiful river walk that's hundreds of years old that at one point was, you know, maybe the busiest cotton port in the southeast, so ships would come in loaded with ballast and drop the ballast on the streets and then load up with cotton and take off. So all the streets are kind of paved with, with not paving stones but ballast stones. So you have this wonderful history of, um, of, of that whole cotton factors walk where the wagons used to come under, uh, in between the buildings, under these bridges, and they would bid on cotton, and they, they'd take the wagons out to the wharf and load up. And you have that still kind of in place, but with these uh, super panics, post-panics um, uh, container ships, you know, 1,200 feet long, a hundred yards away, coming through the river as you're standing in an area that's you know several hundred years old and hasn't really changed in character. So the opportunity to see both of those things in one place, I think, is pretty. Okay, so the riverfront. Cool. So the riverfront area. There's are some really beautiful cemeteries uh, uh, here that are quite old. Bonaventure. Yeah, course, the get there. Trees are covered with live oak and 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 uh, you know these are, are live oak trees covered. Um, with Spanish moss is really beautiful. The architecture of all the homes is really lovely. You can walk through all these parks. Uh, There are squares every couple of blocks and they're all kind of unique and they're all surrounded by historic homes. Um, So I think that's really lovely and uh, and then of course there's some really beautiful beach communities near here um, or river communities. Palmetto Bluff right on the other side of the Savannah River uh, is a really stunning um, uh, resort community and uh, Tybee Island is kind of a throwback to the 1950s in a lot mm. of ways with a great beach community um, and then just the, the, the city life you have all these savannah college of art and design buildings yeah. and all these young kids with their tattoos and 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 pink hair and and, hair and, and uh, piercings and they're you know walking alongside stodgy Savannah lawyers uh, that are, you know, still wearing suits in the middle of the summer as they come out of court. I bought a suit and I brought it down here, but I couldn't put it on. Yeah. A little hot. Yeah, it's a bit hot for a suit.
0: Now, when you look up Benedetto Guitars, I believe it says Benedetto Guitars Savannah. Uh, I think think that's what it says every
4: time, right? Probably. You're like really proud of that. Oh, absolutely. And the city of Savannah is really proud of having us here. When they do uh... red carpet tours for the savannah economic development authority um, CETA, and they're trying to to lure uh, big 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 manufacturers to come into savannah to build their factories they'll take them to gulfstream and show them where the most expensive business jets in the world are built they'll take them to savannah college of art and design and show them uh... you know the 3d printing that goes on in conjunction with uh... uh you know big manufacturing but uh, brought down to an artistic level uh... they'll take them on a tour of the port which is a fabulously busy port and i'll bring them a benedetto guitar so they can say hey we even attract the best artisans in the world to this little town and so we're really proud to be included in in that uh, whenever the city wants to show off their businesses they consider us to be a gem in this community and I, we wouldn't have that if we were in Nashville or Atlanta or Birmingham,
0: you'd just be another.
4: We'd be another tiny little manufacturer. I mean, we employ 10 people and we make 100 instruments, most of which aren't sold here. And we're in a nondescript building. And, and so we're not the kind of things that most cities would point to uh, when they're bragging. You're
0: in, you're in a section of Savannah that, when I think Savannah, this is not what comes to my mind. Because no, I think this, it's is a stark a,
4: this is the commercial south side mm-hmm. of town. I assume the historic district be a little more expensive. Uh, yeah, and they wanted us in the historic business. I got some incredible offers to build in uh, old uh, steel warehouses or brick warehouses, where they wanted us to put a factory and then a glass wall, so people could come tour through and watch us building these instruments. But that's really distracting from building a great instrument. You know, maybe if you're I don't know, I don't know if you're making something that's not a very expensive project. That's fine, but for for something that's a piece you got, of art, you got to
0: be bland uh, to to do it. I think so. I think
4: so. You don't want distractions. My brother over here has a hot tub, and he said,
0: "Why don't you get one?" I said, "There goes my productivity, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I'll never do anything again." That's right? probably true, right? Yeah. Now, oh, what was I going to ask you about? Oh, so um, if somebody's going
4: to come to town and visit. What, what, what would Howard's weekend be? Uh, there's some really great restaurants here that are all pretty unique, and uh, so I send out my list of favorite gourmet restaurants, favorite casual restaurants, best lunch places, brunch places. So food's going to be involved in everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are some really amazing rooftop bars and basement bars around town. And so drinking is probably going to be involved. And then there's a lot of music around town. And so uh, I'm going to try and steer people towards whatever music. So let's name a rooftop bar. Um, I play every Sunday at a place called the Myrtle and Rose, lovely rooftop bar in the New Plant Riverside District Hotel, which is a JW Marriott that's built in what used to be an electric power plant. Um, that's by, by the bridge? That's by the bridge, and then at the other end of the river, there's the brand new, just opened uh, in the last month, the Thompson Hotel, with an even higher rooftop bar right at the bend of the river, Maybe we'll go there for a cocktail after this, because okay. I haven't been there uh, okay. to have a drink yet. And that has a fabulous vista and a really beautiful architecture. And then the Perry Lane in Midtown is another rooftop bar uh, where you're sitting in the middle of the city next to a, you know, the cathedral, and you can look down on all the rooftops. And, and photo-wise, those are great
0: places to go to to get your shots when you're not flying your drone. That's true. And they may not like you flying your drone, but they'd like you being accustomed yeah, to Yeah,
4: and it's a challenge flying a drone around here, I'll, I'll warn you, because uh, the, uh, the reason I was stationed here is because Hunter Army Airfield is located in oh, Savannah yeah. about less than a mile from where we are right now, and that's where the 1st uh, the of the 75th Ranger Battalion and the 1st of the 160th Special Operations um, Aviation Unit is. So they don't like a lot of drones near here.
0: I almost flew it over Forsyth Park this morning, but I was there at 5:30 in the morning. I figured nobody was going to care. You
4: could probably get away with that. Yeah. But up, you know, once you get up to 100 feet around, you can hear the helicopters flying over, even from in here. I wouldn't go that high. Yeah.
0: Last question, Howard. You're obviously really good at running a company. I don't know about that. but But I think you are, and you're really good at playing the guitar. And I don't think you're probably like me, and you don't sleep. But you do both of those, and it takes up so much time. I'm sure at some point somebody says, "Howard, do one or the other." What do you think?
4: Yeah, I couldn't do one or the other. And you know, everybody that I know that has an enjoyable life spends eight hours of it at work, and then another eight hours of it doing something they like. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's biking or boating or photography or 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 watching TV or or watching TV or playing golf or whatever it is. Um, my time is spent doing what I love during the day, which is preserving, I don't think of this as a, as a uh, you know, big profitable company that I'm trying to grow, because I'm not trying to grow. It. I want it to be self-sustaining. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to preserve the art of making these instruments, and that's a love. And playing guitar, there's nothing I would rather be doing than playing these lovely instruments that we've preserved. So, so there's your evenings. Uh, so there's my evenings, and, and uh, you know, do I do other things? Yeah, I enjoy you know good meals with mm-hmm. friends and drinking uh, wine and and uh, you know expensive tequilas when my wife will let me buy it and a good Cuban cigar. And mm-hmm. so there are a lot of things in life. They all involve involve people, and most of those people either have something to do with the music industry uh, or some or they're professional musicians themselves.
0: All right, well, I want to thank you for having us here. And we should probably just close out on one more little tune. Sure. What would be your favorite song?
4: What are some of oh. your favorite tunes you like to play? Um, well, I, I love playing a lot of Johnny Mercer stuff. Right, I figured. Um, but I hear, uh, I hear the opening chord of uh, All the Things You Are. Yeah. Well, I just so, threw it out there. So let's play that one. Well, <laughs> you can't. Two.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Photo Walking Podcast. Gosh, this was a lot of fun meeting new folks and old folks in Savannah, Georgia. Thank you to Shannon Lowry. Thank you to Karen Carr. Thank you to Howard Paul for sitting down and talking to me about Savannah, Georgia, one of the great cities in the world. Uh, If you have a chance, I would love for you to check out our companion video, the uh, Photo Walk Savannah episode. You can go to photowalkstv.com to get yourself a link to get right there. You can find it on YouTube and some other places. We're going to have new episodes every Thursday. And I'd love to hear from you. Look for me on Twitter or Instagram where I'm at Jefferson Graham. And don't forget the YouTube channel is called Photo Walks TV. So again, I hope you'll watch and uh, look forward to hearing from you. Thanks again.